Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, a.k.a. The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I do have a desire to do something different and to actually seek out somebody with a really large dick. I will not apologize for that. Sometimes I'm with guys with average sized dicks. I won't apologize for that either. They're all good. If you want to suck a dick, Jay, I say go suck a dick. I can tell you it's hot as shit. It sounds like you think I'm being a bit of a hypocrite by not having sex with HK and that I'm friend zoning him. He knows I am seeing other people. He does not like that. And I understand it. There's partners I'm with that I absolutely cannot stomach the idea of sharing. It's okay if you just want to get your dick wet. She's exciting. It's a one-off. It's not going to be ongoing. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. How are you guys? I hope you're doing well. Well, I have a little confession to make before I even jump into this episode. Currently, I am coming to you live from my grandmother's closet. I'm in the closet. And this is not metaphorically, guys. I'm literally in the closet. Here's why. I have been traveling and I'm in California right now. I just came back from Tahoe with a nice long week with Mr. Big. It was so much fun. And I'm finishing up my vacation with my grandmother and visiting with her. I started it with her, ending it with her. She's the bookend. But the sound travels in her house. And (laughs) this has been a crazy week. I've been doing my podcasts from recordings from the car, in closets, wherever I can, because I love you guys so much. And I just, I'm committed to it. I'm going to I'm going to push these episodes out no matter what, God damn it. (laughs) And if it takes me being in the closet, so be it. So here we go. I hope the sound's not too bad. My microphone is good, but it could sound a little odd in here. And this is no joke, guys. My knees are matched up with my shoulders. It is tight. It's a tight fit in here. Fortunately, I'm a yogi and I'm flexible, so I can make it happen. This is swear to God truth right now. I am in the closet. but. I've got some Q&A to go through. You guys always are great about sending me wonderful emails, wonderful voicemails. You know how much I love it. And I wanted to take the opportunity to just answer some of those and let's go through it. So without further ado, let's jump right in. I have the first question 
from a, or it's kind of a statement and a question. Basically, he says, I have an armpit fetish. People think it's weird since it's not talked about much. It would be great if you can do an episode on armpit fetish. Love what you're doing and your podcast is amazing and really helpful. Well, A, thank you so much. I love you for being a listener. I appreciate you. To be honest, I do not know much about armpit fetishes. Not going to lie. It's not my jam. However, uh, tomorrow when I have lunch with Mr. Big, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to ask him, would you fuck my pit? Would you be a pit fucker? Could you come in my pit? Would you make it all cummy? Would that be hard? Happy to try it and report back. He'll do, it. <laughs> He'll do whatever I want. I think most guys would be down for this because you can create a nice tight pocket for them. And the more I think about it, I can see this, this might be fun. So I'm going to give it a shot somewhere, somehow, A, and then I will report back to you. And maybe, you know, thank you for the lovely suggestion on an episode. Maybe I'll do an episode on kind of unknown, lesser known fetishes. And thank you for the great idea. All right. I hope that answers your question. And thank you so much for being a listener. Okay. The next question is from Jay. And he says, good morning, Layla. I just listened to your episode with Venus Cacoldris, and I just wanted to thank you both for the discussion and especially the love and acceptance and the shame-free support you both voiced for people who are into fetish lifestyle. I'm almost 50, yikes, and I've been fantasizing about it for years and I'm now just learning and exploring what it means about myself. It's a scary process, even for those of us men who are very feminist and without many sex hangups, given the way our society so strictly enforces fairly rigid gender norms. My wife is being amazing too. Not sure if we will ever take it beyond a fantasy, but your supportive words and attitudes and advice are helping us both better understand the challenges ourselves and helping make our love and bond stronger. Just wanted to tell you this for any day when you feel like your work isn't making a difference, that it absolutely is. Your discussion with Venus made me feel less ashamed of myself and my kinks and helping me love myself. And while I'm mostly focusing on ways it affects me, I also really love the way you and Venus both prioritize women in your discussions. You are both doing the Lord's work. Well, actually, I'm an atheist. You get the drift. In what you are doing to try to chip away at the patriarchy. Thanks and much love to you both. Okay, Jay. Hey, I am so glad. First of all, I assume, I'm. you know, you didn't say the word cuckolding, but it sounds like you're exploring cuckolding and that's what Venus is all about. And I think there's so many different angles and aspects to cuckolding. It's not just, there's a lot of guys that fall into that category and that like specific things and that sort of get put down for it. And, you know, listen, I don't buy that shit. And you know that, I mean, you've listened to me, you've listened to Venus, whatever floats your boat. And as long as you have two consenting adults, or even if it's just your fantasies that you use for yourself, that's a-okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I do just want to clarify one thing though. I love, I'm a lover of men and I am not, I don't subscribe to this patriarchy thing. You know, when I say thing, I was about ready to say bullshit, but I just don't, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that men are trying to oppress women. I feel that that's 
kind of a bit of a lie perpetrated by other women onto women because we do a lot of this crazy shit to ourselves. And that's just my point of view. You don't have to agree with it, but I don't believe that in the whole patriarchy stuff. And yes, is there, are there dinglings and are there chauvinistic men? (laughs) Absolutely. No doubt about it. I won't say that there aren't. However, it personally doesn't bother me because I have no problem putting those, you know, those types of men or people in their place. And quite frankly, if it was a woman that was being disrespectful and chauvinistic, I would put her in her place too. So it doesn't, I just don't think that this kind of disrespectful, you know, wanting to put someone down actually comes based on what's between your legs. It's not, someone's not picking on me because of, you know, my genitals and that I'm a woman. And so I just, I did just want to clarify that one thing for you. And again, if that's your point of view, that's okay. But I think men are fucking fabulous. I love them. And my experience is that most of them are good. And yeah, I have certainly run across some ding-dongs, but like I said, I have no problem telling them to fuck off with a smile on my face and enjoy the ride. Okay. Thank you so much, Jay, for being a listener. I appreciate you writing in and feel free to respond to this anytime you want. And I hope that you and your wife get a chance to actually explore cuckolding and that it moves out of the fantasy into somewhat reality. And, you know, you can take baby steps with it. It's not something you have to push or you can leave it in the fantasy realm, whatever floats your boat. But I definitely encourage you guys to experiment. And I'm glad that you're exploring fantasies together. Okay, so this next is from M. And M says, thank you. After listening to your episode about sleeping with savages, my eyes were open to a different view of my man. Anyway, I took some tips from you and let me tell you the entire evening was amazing. I will call and leave a voicemail of the details, but your show should be listed on their educational, under educational, because wow, is all I have to say right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That makes me so happy. Seriously. I can't tell you, you know, after doing this, this long, I question myself a lot. And over the years, I've questioned myself a lot about why I'm doing this show. Does it bring any value? It doesn't even matter. Do people even give a shit? And you know what? Thank you. This helps me. It keeps me motivated. I'm so glad that that resonated with you. And honestly, that episode, Sleeping with Savages, is absolutely, without a doubt, my favorite episode. And if nothing else, I feel it's the most important episode I've ever done. And it's the most important thing and revelation that I've had through all of this, beyond the great sex, beyond the adventures and everything I've done, just that right there to understand and further my appreciation and really just respect and love men even more is worth it. It's all worth it right there. So thank you so much. And hey, you know, please tell, I I would like the details on what that entire evening was amazing. You know, as you, you put that in caps, as I'm reading this guys, you know, that my listeners can't see this, but you put that whole thing. The entire evening was amazing. That's in capital letters. Could you share me some details? Come on, girl, throw me a bone. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, M. And I appreciate you. And I'm so glad you listened to the podcast. Reach out anytime and don't be shy. Send me a voicemail because I love, love, love those. Okay. Here is my next comment or question. This is from C. It says, hi, Layla. I've been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now. So fun. I just wanted to thank you for the nudge to get off birth control. I think it might have fucked me with fucked me in bigger ways than I ever expected, affecting my hair, skin, libido, hormones are sore, so mysterious and powerful. Doctors don't or can't keep track of them in their patients, except for maybe those with thyroid problems. I didn't even know you could track your cycle with temperature. I bought a good basal thermometer with its own app and I'm excited, just like you've talked about to know my bot, what my body is up to. I just got my first real normal period in a decade. I've been on the NuvaRing all this time, which put me in a much, at a much higher risk for stroke on top of everything else. I feel like you've given me an incredible gift. No need to respond unless you're inspired. You must get so much mail. Just thank you. And I look forward to hearing more of your shows. Oh my goodness. See, thank you. Okay. That is amazing. And yes, listen, I, this is a dirty little fucking secret. I can't stand birth control. And I don't believe that women are, are informed enough. And, you know, maybe we are, and maybe we've overlooked it. I don't know, but I just never felt like my doctor really took the time to thoroughly explain all of the potential side effects and coming off this shit is hard. And I was in the same boat as you. I I was on a Depo-Provera for well over a decade. Didn't have a period for well over a decade. Hello, this is not natural, normal. And nobody caught it. Nobody said, oh, maybe you should come off that. I was on it for over a decade. No period. That's not right. And everything that you put in your body has a side effect. The awful thing is birth control. And this is why I believe a lot of people are, you know, a lot of women have low libido and we have dead bedrooms. And we're going to talk about that more. There's some questions and comments in here about dead bedrooms. These hormones suppress your sex drive. It's part of what they do. Okay. And not having a period for a, over a decade is not normal for a healthy woman who should be having a regular cycle. I had a hard time coming off of Depo Provera. And by the way, this is what really irritated me. That birth control is a chemical castration for male sex offenders. That's what they first started using it for. And then they thought it'll be great to give it to women. Excuse me. No, I don't need to be chemically castrated, nor do I need the same drug that's going into sex offenders, male sex offenders, to decrease their libido to zero. That's what it does. It takes your libido to zero. And that's why they don't want to reoffend. And that's what chemical castration is. <laughs> Anyhow, listen, guys, I don't know all the facts. Don't take my word for it. You can look it up. But that is, it's actually, that part I do know what the drug I was on was used for. And to me, that's just gross. It's just gross. No, thank you. No. Women would be much better off, much more empowered if they did fertility awareness method. And that's what it's called. There's a book out there about fertility awareness method. I read it. 
It's so simple. You get a basal thermometer and you start tracking this shit and you know exactly what's going on because there's only a few days of the month that you're actually fertile. And so applying this big chemical napalm bomb to your body and to your, you know, your reproductive system is like shooting a mosquito with a shotgun. It's unnecessary. And if you can just actually take the time to want to be aware and know what the fuck is going on in your own goddamn body, excuse my language, because I'm passionate about this stuff. It takes so little time to learn about it, but you can then be as horny as you want, know what's going on. It's very empowering to know that your partner gets into it. He'll track your cycle with you, which I think is fucking hot. I mean, oh my God, like, oh, him knowing what's going on in my body is, and actually caring, you know, partners that care and give a shit. Oh my God. That's just sexy as fuck to me. I love that. That turns, you're just, just talking about it turns me on. I don't know. I don't know why it just does. So good for you. I'm excited for you. Again, if you want to follow up with a voicemail or another email to let me know how it's going, I would love to know. I would actually love to know, you know, from somebody that's going through it, how you're feeling, like the changes in you and good for you. So I'm proud of you. Thank you so much for listening and do not hesitate to reach back out. Okay. Here is my next message. This is from Kay. He says, just listen to the penis perfection episode with the snake oil salesman who claims he's made his dick so much bigger through various techniques that are by everyone in the medical community and others not trying to make a living preying on men's insecurities, a hundred percent proven not to work. That's the last episode I'm going to listen to. And of all the guys on your website that are six foot plus with huge cocks, yet you say in many of your episodes, size doesn't matter and you're not a size queen. And why do guys obsess over the size of their dicks? Then you rave about how great these tall guys with huge dicks are. Okay. First of all, I thought long and hard about including this because when I get this negative shit, I don't even know how to respond it. There's two sides of me. The first side of me is like, fuck right the hell off. Not my problem. This is, you're insecure and I've done nothing to actually tap into this or warrant that. And why you sit there and want to send a, you know, a negative comment to somebody who's put almost eight years worth of work out there. And then you just come with one snippy, stupid comment. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you? Like, okay, that's one answer. All right. That's one side of me. The other side of me basically can look at this objectively and say, this doesn't have anything to do with me. And I know it because if you truly listen to all of my podcasts, I have been with guys of all different sizes and it isn't indicative about the pleasure and the good quality of sex that I have. From time to time, I do have a desire to do something different and to actually seek out somebody with a really large dick. I will not apologize for that. Sometimes I'm with guys with average size dicks. I won't apologize for that either. They're all good. If I'm with these guys, they're good lovers. Now, I have not made any bones about that. I am tall and I like tall guys. That is my preference. And guess what? I am allowed to have a preference. 
I am so sorry that that doesn't suit you, but I am allowed to have a preference. And no, I am not a size queen, and I'm sorry, but you have misread what's on my website when I talk about the guys. Not all of them have ginormous cocks. YW had a average cock, but he was good with that cock, and the sex with him was great and amazing, and I loved it. It felt really good. He know how to use his cock. You know, when they say it's not the, well, I don't know what they say. It's not the size. It's the motion of the ocean. Whatever the fuck that statement is, it's true. All right. Do I enjoy being dicked down by a big old dick from time to time? Yes. Yes. Do I enjoy an average size cock that fucks me really well? Yes. Yes, I do. And I won't apologize for it. And if you don't want to listen anymore and you're not listening anymore, I think I'll be all right. I'm sorry that you're offended by some stuff, but really, I've got to go back to what I said in the very beginning. This is just on you. It doesn't have anything to do with me. And that guest, I thought, had an interesting point of view, and I thought he had interesting information. I don't have a penis. It's up to you to decide whether or not that works for you. But I wanted to put it out there. I have zero interest in bringing on people that are bullshitters. I believe that what he was talking about worked for him. I believed he was sincere when he was talking about it. And like I said, if it's not, obviously this is an issue for you. So I can't take the responsibility of it. I'm sorry that you feel bad about the size of your penis. That's obvious. And maybe you're not comfortable with your height as well. I don't know. But again, this just doesn't have anything to do with me, Kay. And I wish you the best. And I hope that, you know, you lighten up, (laughs) quite frankly. (laughs) It's just not that serious. It's not that serious. But I do wish you the best. And I do appreciate you listening for up to the point that you did. Okay, now let's jump into voicemails, guys. Okay, here we go. This first voicemail is from Jay. Hey, Leah. Thanks for the reply. That was uh, awesome. It's uh, again. Yeah, I listen to you on the way home from work in particular because I work nights and kind of puts me in the mood for when I for when I get home. I don't know if I can listen to you working out or at the gym. I think I'd probably get an erection. It probably cause a visual disturbance in my shorts. Listen to this week's uh, show. It was great as always. Like you were talking about, it's uh, evolving sexuality. I'm uh. 47 years old this year and uh, I think yeah my sexuality has evolved a bit too I kind of growing up I was always kind of a highly highly sexed kid and same as as being an adult as a, I don't they say Germanizer creative and playful and I kind of grew up that way in my late 20s and 30s. I was uh, early 30s. I was uh, a lot of a lot of women, and uh, yeah, just always liked pleased. I'm a, a pleaser kind of guy, but not a submissive, but uh, kind of a dominating kind of guy, but in a playful kind of a way. Um, unfortunately, I, I've been married now for about eight years, and there works different work schedules. We have a, we have a kind of a dead bedroom situation and I only get laid about every 
five, six times a year now. It's annoying for someone like myself. It's kind of highly sexed and imaginative. I don't know if I found later on in my later 30s I've become... Sex is weird for me because I... To be enjoyable, it has to be, like, different or fun. If it's, if it's taboo, it's more exciting. You know, outdoors or different you know, role play or different things. You know, I like to challenge myself and I like to keep it different. But it's weird because the last, I don't know, 10 years, I guess, I've become less straight. I don't know. I'm, more, I'm a straight, I'm a, a straight guy. But uh, I'm not even attracted to men. But the weird thing is, and I think from other guys too, is that uh, maybe it's the taboo side of idea of, of you know sucking a dick that has kind of uh, that kind of become like a fetish or something. Like, like we're not attracted to guys at all, but the idea, the naughtiness of sucking on another guy's dick has become a bit of a, of a a fetish for me recently you know one of the things like oh it's, it's wrong for you to do so it's naughty you know but yeah i just find it's, it's weird as you get older you, just, you, you get interested in different things or trying new things and it can take you in weird weird avenues because my like my my 30s there was lots of women lots of different situations and creativity some you know some some was more like i was dominating with women or sometimes, you know, I've been, you know, pegged or, or that kind of stuff too. Just, uh, I don't know, as we get older, I guess, we might like try new things. <laughs> anyway, looking forward to next week's show. Keep the great work and I hope you're having a great day. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right, Jay, you, oh my gosh, what is with men in these dead bedroom situations? Holy shit. What is going on with women? Oh my gosh, ladies. Okay, there's two things going on here. Jay, I'm so sorry you're in a dead bedroom. That's just wrong. And it irritates me. And I wish women would not do this shit. It's, I know that men do it too. It's not just a female thing, but it's just wrong. Guys, ladies, we need to do better. You cannot marry someone and then condemn them to a life of no sex and intimacy. That is how they connect with you. You are obligated to be the best partner that you can to your spouse. Sex is a part of it. I'm sorry. Who raised these women? Like nobody told you this? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand why you actually feel it's okay and how you don't feel badly that you're doing this to the man that sleeps next to you every night and, and like I said in the Sleeping with Savages episode, would defend you with his life. What the fuck is going on here? All right, there we go. I'll get off that soapbox. Jay, I'm really sorry about that. That's not right. There should be compromises made. I get that there may be a mismatch in libidos, but she certainly should be coming up with a plan that you can both live with. It's about negotiating this stuff. And to where everybody comes up with something they can live with. Nobody gets one over on the other person. It's just what is fair and what is appropriate. And how do we maintain 
the relationship and satisfy the needs of the people involved in this relationship. So there we go. And then you know what? Your curiosity and your interest in dick sucking, you are not, just telling you, you are not alone. There are many men that have this fascination and they're not gay. I get it. It's no different from women that find other women's bodies erotic and exciting, but they have zero interest in being in a relationship with them. Our sexuality is, it's very deep and wide and dynamic. And if you want to suck a dick, Jay, I say, go suck a dick. I can tell you it's hot as shit. I mean, oh my God, I love sucking dick. It is so exciting. It's, it is, it's like, it's, and it's powerful. Like cocks are, they're powerful. They're, they're sexy and it's a turn on. And then, you know, I love making a man come and just, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, dicks are, they're, I don't know, it's a masculine symbol. It just means like fucking domination and it's hot. And so I just say, you know, if you want to do it, go for it. And it doesn't mean I totally get it. I have talked to plenty of men over the years and I know plenty of men that find dicks erotic because it's it's just such a strong masculine symbol and the cum is erotic too and that that turns a lot of other men on so hey this is a-okay with me i say explore it don't be shy it doesn't make you gay it doesn't mean that you want to be in a relationship with a man that's a you know it's a whole nother thing I believe when you tell me that you're, you know, I believe you, you're not, that's not your thing. It's just, there's something erotic and exciting about it and you should explore it. And I'm, I'm all for it. All right. The next message, this is from T. Okay, here we go. Hey, Layla, just calling. I wanted to make some comments about some things that I've been listening to. Just wanted to let you know, I retired about six months ago. And since then, I've been listening to your podcast. I started at the very first one. And I've been working my way forward. And so I wanted to make one comment about uh, you've repeatedly made uh, passionate comments about uh, the problem of women typically in relationships, uh, cutting cutting guys off after 20 years and saying, sorry, closed for business. And I think you've uh, very well articulated uh, the damage it does to guys. And I think also the unintended consequences that women are creating. So I just wanted to thank you because I've heard you say that multiple times. Now, with that, I just put some things together here and thought I would comment on them. It sounds like with your on your podcast with HD in Miami, it sounds like you have actually done exactly that. You've taken a guy that you've had a 20-year relationship with, a sexual relationship, a deep relationship, a love relationship. And after 20 years, you have put him in the friend zone. I don't think with his, he's not particularly wanting to do that. He wants the full access. And it's because you can't make a decision as to what you want, which is fair. Okay. So in my view, it sounds like you have entered into a dominant submissive relationship with this guy without his consent. So tell me if I'm wrong, but you're basically saying, I'm going to make you lay in this bed with me. 
inches away from that which you crave, the very thing that you want from me, and I'm not going to give it to you, because I own you now. And I will make out with you. I will cause you problems. I will tease you, but I'm going to deny you what you want. Did we? Did you consent to this? I don't think so. And then I'm going to enjoy the power as I laugh, as I describe it and say, and then he says, please, can't we at least masturbate together? And you laughingly say, no, that's not the deal. Because I'm the dom and you're the sub. Get over on your side of the bed, bitch, and submit to me. And he does because he wants something from you and you have the power to give it and you're not going to give it. So the thing is, sex isn't necessarily what he wants. He wants the intimacy. And that's what you're going to withhold from him. So I'm just wondering, am I hearing this wrong? Is this not what's going on? And I just wanted to hear your comments. I don't know how you're going to get back to me. I don't know how this works exactly. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not trying to be accusatorial or anything on this. But I just, I did hear what appears to be not doing what you say you're doing. Anyway wanted to comment on that and then to round this out one of the comments that you've been making throughout your podcast is who is this going to make me how is this going to change me what is this going to do to me and i think this is saying what it's doing to you you are beginning your lifestyle is beginning to creep into your personal life without you knowing it and i think that's maybe a danger maybe it's not i don't know you know i don't have any uh Anything else to say on that? I don't think I'm about to run out of time here. So I'm going to close it out there. But I'd just be interested to see what you had to say. If you see it that way, I'm sure there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that I don't see and I don't hear. And I shouldn't. But the things that you're portraying out there sound like this is what's happening. So I appreciate the show. And I do enjoy it. I listen to it when I go on my walks. And it makes my walks a little bit uh, easier. You know, us old folks, we've got to go on our walks. Okay, thanks. Well, T, thank you so much for listening to all of my episodes. This is a deep one. Let me let me dive into the deep end on this one. You know, I guess, you know, you if I'm summarizing it a little bit for you, it sounds like you think I'm being a bit of a hypocrite by not having sex with HK and that I'm friend zoning him. Uh, I'm also that we're in a DS dynamic because I'm cutting him off and he's not consenting to it. You've also made some great references to the private podcast, which I think I want to clarify that because I think a lot of people won't understand that when I answer this. So let me, let me just kind of dive in. This is a, this is a deep one. It's a good question. I don't mind, you don't mind getting into it. First of all, I, I do disagree with you. And yes, there are things you don't know about and you acknowledge that between him and I, we haven't had a, an ongoing 20 year relationship. We had a relationship that was very serious for a long time when I was in my 20s. And it kind of came to the point where he wanted to get married and I was about 25. And I said, I don't want to do that. And I knew better. And I'm so glad I didn't. That would have been the absolute wrong decision. And we probably would have been divorced by now and not speaking. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I made the right decision. It was tough. And being with a professional athlete was not what I wanted to do. And traveling around and going to games and, you know, just that it it got old. 
And I also knew that I was too young and I still had a lot of living left to do. And he even, you know, he's the one that acknowledged that initially when we first met. And currently, because of our dynamic and because of our relationship and because of all of that love and everything between us, I am not willing to risk doing something to his detriment. He knows I am seeing other people. He does not like that. And I understand it. He's not that kind of person. And he was trying to maybe be open to that. And by taking it slow and by not pushing things and going that I know would bond us even more and hurt him, I said, no, we are not doing, we're going to go slow. I guess that's hard to understand when I am so openly sexual and I have a lot of partners. But everybody is unique and the relationship, you can have very different relationships with different people. I'm not his dominant. I'm not cucking him. I'm not icing him out or whatever, you know, friend zoning him. Not at all. Believe we do other things. He's not unsatisfied in the slightest, but I don't want to fuck this up with him. and. I have to do what I think is best. And that's number one, be very honest with him, which I never would not be totally honest with someone. And also listen to what he's saying and believe what he's saying. You know, when he said, I want monogamy, I believed it. And then when he waffled a bit and said, well, maybe we could, you know, maybe it can go this way. I know him. I know this man. And he is not about sharing what's his. No. And I respect that. And so that this is me respecting him and protecting and preserving what I have with him. And that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, I get why maybe it's a little confusing and you haven't maybe listened to all my episodes. I don't know. I hope this clarifies. You know, I absolutely, I love him. I adore him. And I'm not going to have the way this all ends or goes down is because I knew it wouldn't work for him. And yet I tried to just go along with it, hoping maybe it'll work. That's going to fuck shit up between us. And I'm not willing to do it. I know him. And I'm just honoring, you know, the man that I, I know and believe and believe him to be. So I hope that makes sense. I'm absolutely not trying to torture him and you're off base and that's okay. You know, and, and maybe you're not going to believe it or, you know, you're still going to have your opinion. That's fine. You have a right to, but I do appreciate the question and I do appreciate you listening. And I will, uh, hopefully, you know, if you want to email back or voicemail back and clarify, I am all ears. Okay. Thank you so much T for your input. All right, so this next voicemail is from uh, AJ, and here it is. Layla, how are you doing? Uh, quite a while since since I replied. Uh, thank you very much for your last message. Actually, I did have, uh, my partner and I have been talking about, uh, we've always been uh, in an ethical, non-monogamous type of uh, relationship, and I actually 
I'd encourage her. So she's much more of, she wants to see me play, but she doesn't want to play herself. And this is all based on, you know, just a million and one things. But I actually have been trying to encourage her to play because I would like to potentially watch. And in the meantime, I reconnected with an old friend and it was really interesting where all of a sudden my partner was like, nope, I don't want you to play with her at all. Normally she's, she has a lot of compersion. My partner has a lot of compersion for, for everything, but she seems to be extremely, extremely over the moon jealous about uh, this person. And she won't tell me why. And so I had a question for you, which is, well, it's two questions. The first one is, how do you deal with jealousy as an emotion either from yourself or from a partner. Normally, you know, to, to play the way that we play, you have to really have compassion for the situation and, and really not have, not have or at least manage the jealousy components of the emotion, right? And so I'm curious how you deal with that or if you run into that where you have a play partner who normally has, is very cool and then all of a sudden out of nowhere is like, you know what, I don't, I don't know that I like you doing this, or I don't want you to play with that person or this person. So that's my first question. And then my second question for you is, how do you normally deal when someone just doesn't want to disclose to you why they feel a way about a particular person? Which, and let me give you a background. So they don't know each other other than by communication of what that person posts on social media or what I speak about them. So they don't know each other. They've never met. I've offered for them to meet and they've mutually, they neither of them wants to meet the other. I think because they're afraid I'm going to suggest the threesome to like, you know, I don't know the differences, but they don't want to do that. Yeah. And so I am curious about your thoughts in terms of that. I do have one other question, but I think I'm going to save it. And, and uh, after you reply back, I'll, I'll send you back the other question because the other one's a little loaded question. It's a good question, not a bad question. It's a loaded question, but it's a good loaded question. So yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. Um, love, love everything you're doing with the podcast. Love listening to it. I'm always eager to hear more. I'm going to have to jump on that private podcast one of these days and start listening behind the scenes. I uh, guilty, you know, guilty admission that I have not done that. Yeah, maybe when I tell you the other question, I'll tell you why I, I don't do the uh, the extended podcast. It's not nothing, nothing to do with anything bad. Just uh, yeah. I think it's, it's, you'll, you'll get a chuckle out of that. But uh, I hope you have a great day. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you are having some fun. And uh, thank you for all you do. So I look forward to hearing back from you. Have a great day. Okay. How do I deal with jealousy? Uh, how do I deal with jealousy from a partner, from myself, from a partner? There's a lot going on here. Okay. Well, first of all, I think jealousy gets a bad rap. I think it's a natural, normal feeling. And it's more about how you deal with it than having it because people will, can, do, and will have it. But for me, I just, you know, it's it's just, again, I, when this comes up, I don't get upset. I just talk it through. And I really want to understand, you know, from my partner where they're coming from. and why this is coming up. And we just have a conversation about it. I just, like I said, I don't consider it a bad thing. It's just in how it manifests itself. So, you know, as an example, recently, Mr. Big got a little pissy with me and was a little pissed 
that I was in Austin. And when I did that trip and I said, Hey, listen, I told you, I told you about this. You're so damn, you know, I didn't say it like this, you, you know, but he's busy. I tell him things. It can sometimes go in one ear and out the other. And then, you know, all of a sudden he gets upset with me and he said, okay, well, I'm sorry. Yes. I was just a little jealous and that's fine. It's okay. It's okay to be jealous. Again, I just reaffirmed for him. We talked about this and I helped just also reaffirm how I feel about him and, and it was fine. And, and it's just really takes a conversation about it. And I don't get pissed. I don't really get irritated or bothered when people are jealous because it's just, I think it's normal. I don't think, you know, there's times where you're not going to be excited about your partner with someone else. That makes sense. Not everybody's going to love it all the time. And then sometimes you're going to love it. And then other times you're not. Now to dig deep into what's going on with your play specific play partner. I think I know what I'm going to take a crazy guess and say, both these women want to be the number one partner for you. And so that's a conflict. And both these women probably recognize that you have deep, a deep connection with each one of them. That can be a conflict. And that's what they're jealous about. And I think that, again, it's normal. There's partners I'm with that I absolutely cannot stomach the idea of sharing. No, I can't. I don't care whether it's, whether you want to say that's ego, I'm, you know, it's not fair. It's really kind of an individual thing. And then there's other partners where I'm like, I totally wouldn't mind sharing them. And yes, it's hot. And yes, I can have a little bit of compersion and get into that, but it's not bothersome. Like it would be with some partners, like it would really hurt me, you know, to have to share them. And I just couldn't do it. And so there's certain dynamics that I can't do with certain people. And, and that's just the way it is. And I think the good news is that your partner is being honest with you and knows her boundaries and she's telling you and putting it out there. So whether that's a deal breaker for you, I don't know. It doesn't sound like it, but I'm just saying if you have a deep connection with this other woman and your primary partner right now has a deep connection with you, that's not going to go well. <laughs> that is not going to fly. It's okay if you just want to get your dick wet. She's exciting. It's a one-off. It's not going to be ongoing. That's one thing. And yet again, there's still some partners where I would just be like, oh, fuck no, I can't, I just can't see my way to it. It just, it's circumstantial. It depends on who you're with, the level of connection and emotion that's behind everything. And so that's where it's at for me anyway. And I kind of suspect yeah, I, I do know women. <laughs> I kind of suspect that that's what's going on in this little triad here. I don't think it's that they're worried you're going to ask them to get it on together. It's that they don't want to see or be exposed to what they already believe. They don't need a confirmation that this, you know, that you have a deep connection with both of them. They want to be the top dog. And so that's where your conflict's coming in. So my suggestion is if when you're going to play with someone, and you have a primary partner, the person you play with has to be the extra, the accessory, someone that there's no bond, there's no history, none of that. And then I think that all of this would go a whole lot smoother. That's just my opinion. And by the way, I don't know why you're avoiding the private podcast. That's crazy talk right there. Don't avoid it. That's where all the good stuff is. You can hear some of the other people referencing it. 
there's a lot going on in the private podcast. All right, AJ, jump on in there. Thanks so much for your voicemail. All right, so this next one is from M. Hello, Layla. I am a recent visitor to your podcast. I uh, am in a sexless marriage. I wanted to listen to see if there might be insights to what I might do or help us do to sort of solve that problem. So I have tried to go back and catch you from the beginning and go up through your last seven years to see what I could ferret out. And I think it's very interesting on your type of man. I used to be, in an earlier life, an attack helicopter pilot, was around many men like that. Next profession was anesthesia, again, around many men like that who were super arrogant. And what I found was they were pretty easy to control and manipulate. I'm not big, slim build, but yet I found it easy to be around them. Some of them are really good friends, but the bravado just doesn't really come into play. I could have told you probably within five minutes of watching or reading the blog or listening to you and Cowboy Inn, he was not it at all. But it happened. Whatever happened, happened. I find it very interesting with Mr. Big and HK. I almost can see both of those personalities and types and thoughts that I've been around before. One issue is, I think, is age, which you don't ever mention. You have been extremely fortunate and are fortunate from what I can see through your pictures. You're very, very lovely. For them, it's becoming almost a necessity to move now. I don't know if they know about each other, but whatever's past is past, and they're trying to make a play, and they're going to force you at some point to decide. With HK, I don't think you really hear him. Just listening to the conversations, it starts off, starts off, and he's all about monogamy, getting married, and you interject, well, we could just do this temporarily or have a play date. Well, yeah, we could talk about that. And you immediately, my wife is like this, you say maybe, and that's a done deal. With Mr. Big, it's interesting. His type is control. And unfortunately, I think you've lost one thing you talked about in that when he would call and he knew you were with someone or thought you were going to be, you could hear the hurt. That's the deep part right there. He was probably just busy with his career, knew you loved him. He knew for sure he loved you. He did not want to lose that, and so he was just willing to wait and bide his time. Well, the time is now. I think he's also smart enough that when he started talking about it with you, he brought up the threesome. And immediately your mind went, oh, okay. He just wants me to be happy and I can do the same things. I do honestly think you could do that for a while. At some point, though, 
he's going to be controlling and say no. And that's going to leave you in a real quandary. It's almost the same with HK. If he compromises to the point where he's willing to let you have play days, I don't know that he'd really be happy. And so as I'm reading through, I'm trying to go from back to front chronologically. You go see everybody in California. You see Mr. Big. You go to Lake Tahoe. And your next podcast is about, oh, I'm looking for Big Dick. I've got three guys I'm going to go see next week. and then we'll see what happens. So anyway, I was I was trying to finish off by saying that I think you are really going to have to decide what you want to do. And I get the, the impression you're not going to really be happy unless you have subject matter for your blog, which is great. And I really don't think you're going to be happy with the monogamy. And it's going to be a compromise either way. Like I say, Mr. Big's going to do it for a bit, and then he's not. HK is going to probably let you do some, and then he's going to be very unhappy. I appreciate the fact you're not there yet, but they're at the age that I've just gone through, and you can still attract any man. They cannot attract any women that they want. So anyway, just thought I'd pass that on. Thanks. Okay, M. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. This is... This is good stuff. And um, first of all, another sexless marriage. What the hell? What's going on? Oh my gosh. Ladies, we can do better. We can do so much better. Don't pull this shit. That's just my two cents. All right. Um, I'm not going to focus on your on that aspect. I've, I've sounded off on that so much already. And I'll leave it at that. You know, you know where I stand on that. <laughs> The first thing is just so funny. It stands out to me is Cowboy N. Let me just tell you. Yeah, he, he's so, I don't know why he's so divisive. People either love him or they don't like him. And it's kind of, there's no middle ground with, with listeners. It seems like where he's concerned, a lot of people like him, especially the ladies. You know, when you said that he wasn't it for me, I'll get into that in a minute. Okay, we'll just hold that. Let me hold that thought for a second. Okay. And Mr. So it's kind of the Mr. Big HK showdown. By the way, sometimes, you know, you did mention that I'm I was off to Tahoe and I am in coming I'm I'm smack dab at the tail end of that trip. I'm having lunch, one final lunch with Mr. Big before I go home, I'm trying to visit my everybody in my family, and then, you know, getting on a plane tomorrow evening and heading back home. So this has been quite a pivotal visit, and I've been trying not to talk about this on the show, although part of me really wanted to. And since this question is in there and your voicemail is in there, fuck it, I'm just going to rip the bandaid off and sort of talk about it. I am in a big ass fucking quandary right now. I, I do not know what to do. <laughs> Let me address the Cowboy N thing. I absolutely loved and love Cowboy N. And whether or not he's the right person for me, I don't know, but it's a problem. Not knowing, not having that answer is a problem. And then you circle it back to Mr. Big and HK. The problem right now is that, yeah, Mr. Big really, really, I think he's at his, not, I won't say what's end. I mean, he's just really pushing for me to move back to California 
and kind of let's get this show on the road and let's be together. And HK, I think, is at that point too. Last one I saw him, he's just like, I hope that we, this we now becomes an us. And, you know, he's pushing for that too. The problem is that I don't know what I want, or maybe I do, and maybe I'm afraid to admit it and say it out loud to myself. That's probably more the likely thing. Whether you're talking about Cowboy N or Mr. Big or HK, these are all good guys. And I just, you know, actually, I had a very good conversation with my grandmother. Love grandmas, right? You know, a lot of wisdom there about relationships and what type of man is really good and what type of man is really not. And just sometimes you get the answers you don't, you you know, but maybe you don't want to admit or you don't want to hear. And so it's, that's what I'm kind of sifting and sorting through. And as far as whether or not someone would let me continue to be non-monogamous, that's, I don't want to shock anybody here, but that's not important to me, really. I've lived without it. I could live without it. If I could and I would. Do I want to? Well, maybe I want to still have that option. But, you know, if I absolutely had to give it up, if it was was for the right person, I would. I know I would be okay. I know in the big picture, that is not going to make or break it for me. So, I'm not afraid to be monogamous with someone. I definitely appreciate the fact that Mr. Big is is okay with it, encourages it, would love me to be, you know, a hot wife. He would absolutely love that. He is fine with that idea. And I think, you know, he just has a different point of view. HK, yeah, not so much. I so who you know, who knows? I'm in a fucking quandary. I'm not going to lie. I just don't know. I don't know right now. And I am feeling a lot of pressure from both these guys. And I'm trying to, I don't want to say string it along, but push it out, push out the answer date as long as I can so that I'm really sure and I'm really certain. And part of my problem is that I'm realizing, <laughs> which may have been obvious to many of you, but part of the problem I'm realizing is I, I do sort of struggle with commitment on some levels. I, it does scare the shit out of me. It scares the shit out of me. And maybe that's the wrong way of looking at it. I don't know. I do not know, but I'm doing my best to figure it out. And not hurt anybody's feelings and to be honest with everybody. And that's really hard. It's really hard to really hold yourself to that standard when it's really easy to just not, because that brings on extra conversation that brings on extra explanations and that, and sometimes people, while they say one thing at one point, they change their mind and then you have to go back over it with them and reiterate what you've already said. And it's a lot of work. And then, you know, there's definitely a part of me that's like, fuck, I mean, juggling a lot of guys at the same time. And I don't need this big plethora, but two or three at the same time, it's a lot of work. And 
oddly enough, I'll say like, this is where, where I, when I get into this territory, I think, why the fuck do guys want to do this? It's a lot of fucking work. One woman's a lot of work. I'm a lot of work. I am not an easy person to be with. I'm, I can be moody and just you know, there's, there's a lot of, I have a lot of idiosyncrasies. And if you've listened to this show long enough, you've probably picked up on those, but I really want to make sure that when I say yes to someone that, that I'm ready for it and that I can be the best partner to them that I possibly can. That's important to me. And so I will take my time with this and I will sit and think about it and I will push it out as long as I need to. And we'll see what happens. And I think, honestly, Em, I was not going to talk about this and bring this up about my massive confusion right now. And I, like I said, I'm struggling with what I want and what I, what I believe I need and probably what I know is best. And those things don't match up. And therefore, that's my quandary. That's my conundrum. So I wouldn't say that any of these, these guys, I, I love them all. And, you know, obviously some more than others. And that's, that's hard to admit and say. And especially when you think you're maybe loving the absolute wrong person more than the right person. And it's just difficult. So that's the spot I put myself in. I have to, you know, nobody would blame but me. And I have to uh, figure out what I want to do. You know, I could do nothing, but I really... I want to do, I do, I would like an answer. I would like to resolve all this. And I appreciate your point of view. I I love, I love the way that you've broken this down and your thoughts on it. And I appreciate you sharing that with me and don't be shy to reach out. And after I say this stuff and give me some more thoughts, thank you so much. I mean, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate your input. All right, everyone. Well, I'm going to sign off from the closet. <laughs> Now I got to get to editing. <laughs> Everybody stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for listening. And thank you so much. And everybody take care. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.